Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. Three and a half years ago, I was on a summer mission team when I met Joseph Langer. He was passionate about his faith. He was, and still is, a great listener, and we had some really good conversations that summer. But he was leaving at the end of the week and lived three hours from where I was staying the entire summer. The distance didn't stop us from getting to know each other, though, over the following months. We spent time getting to know each other's interests, our families, our hobbies. We shared stories about how we both spent our summer, and then at the end of summer, in late August, Joseph drove to my hometown and we went on a dinner date. And the rest is history. Are you thinking about long-distance relationships, about giving those a try? Are you currently in a long-distance relationship and looking for ways to grow stronger with your significant other despite the miles between you? Long-distance relationships can be intimidating. Your family members and friends may discourage you from trying long-distance love. Others may tell you not to take your new relationship seriously because you're not going to see each other very much. And while long-distance relationships aren't easy, they definitely are possible. You may combat loneliness or communication issues, but it's possible to thrive in a long-distance relationship. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the unique challenges and joys of long-distance dating and engagement, and how long-distance relationships are a beautifully unique way to prepare for marriage. I hope you enjoy the show. We're welcoming to the show Mindy Fitterling. She is an engineer and youth minister out in Nashville, Tennessee, and I've known her via Facebook for a little while, but it's exciting to get to touch base with you, share a little bit of life with you in person. Mindy, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you on. No problem. Happy to be here. Mindy and I are going to be talking today about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Joseph and I had a long-distance relationship and a long-distance engagement, and Mindy is kind of in the same boat with her relationship as well, so I'm excited to hear about her story and to kind of walk down memory lane with Joseph and I's relationship as well. But Mindy, before we start uh, talking about long-distance relationships and the struggles and joys that are definitely unique to that kind of relationship, can you tell us a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Yeah, I can. I wasn't originally Catholic. Funny enough, I grew up in St. Louis. Went to church through a Methodist church until about third grade. Stopped going, obviously, because my parents stopped going. And then a place that was very much culturally Catholic and then coming down to Nashville, Tennessee for college, I converted there. That's awesome. <laughs> in a place that has no Catholic churches whatsoever. Oh. I think we have like 20 in the diocese. Very small, very small. So became Catholic actually through a a guy at the time that I thought it would save our relationship if I became Catholic. God has such a way with his humor that a week after I joined RCIA, we broke up and oh, wow. I realized that I still very much wanted to be Catholic. And so I was confirmed by that. I began in June and I was confirmed by that in November and that was in 2014. So I've just hit my fourth Catholic birthday. And oh, that's awesome. It's been pretty great. Yeah. We're going to be talking about long-distance relationships, but before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your story with Octavio, your now fiancé? Yes, yes. So we weren't originally long-distance as, as it always plays out. We met through our university Catholic organization. I went to Belmont University. He went to Vanderbilt. He felt a call his senior year, so I had already graduated. I graduated in May 2016. He was still finishing up his senior year, and he felt the call to join Focus, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And then he realized, no, I want to go to law school, so I'm going to say no to the Focus idea. So that was in November of 2015. So by the spring of 2016, 
He still had no job offers. It was looking pretty bad. And actually, we were we were put in a pretty compromising situation where I would say that we both probably weren't strong enough in our virtues or our knowledge of the Catholic faith because he was a convert to know that living together actually wasn't appropriate. But we felt that because I was making money and he had no job coming out of school and no family support, that maybe that would be a good idea. I tell the story about how he lost my house key and oh, how shoot. that set me over the edge. And I was, and I was basically like, you're, you're out. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it was a really, really stressful time for me. And I get a call later that day. I, you know, I went to work and I get a call later that day. And he said, I, I called focus up. They're taking me. And I'm going to leave Saturday and go to training. (laughs) Holy smokes. It was a Tuesday. We had from Tuesday to Saturday to figure out what the heck long distance is going to look like. We had no clue what was going to be in store for us. At the time, I didn't know. First year focused missionaries are required to participate in a dating fast, regardless if you are in a relationship or not. The first year of our long distance relationship was on a dating fast where we were giving one hour twice a week to talk to each other. And it could not be through texting. It had to be FaceTime or in person. Unfortunately, they assigned him from Nashville to Cal State Fullerton in Orange County, California. Yeah, that makes in-person a little difficult. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you guys can visit each other all you want. I said, yeah, with what money? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The first year was really hard. And I realized that there was a lot that I needed to grow in on my own. Ultimately, he got in trouble because we kept breaking the dating fast. And they had to sit him down and say, you can't keep doing this. You keep disobeying what our guidelines are. So he told me, Mindy, I can't answer your phone calls anymore because I was the one breaking the rules. (laughs) Once we finally got to a place where we started obeying what they were asking us, even if we didn't agree, there was a lot of grace that came with that. And actually things just kind of took off from there. I mean, my prayer life got infinitely better. My friendships really started to grow at that point. I started getting into extracurriculars that were just popping up, people asking me to help with things. My life was really taking off at that point. And then when we thought that he'd be moving closer in the second year, it turned out they really needed him to stay in California. And so he's still at San Diego State University right now. He proposed October 20th of this year. And so we've we've been engaged for a couple months. I can't say that it's been, I don't don't know how regular engagements go. This is the only one I'm going to have, but um, (laughs) it's a lot of, planning over the phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He won't be able to go try the food with me whenever we go do the food test for the caterer. He won't get to do that because he can't travel. But, you know, we're just making it work. And we're understanding that this time that we have is a season and taking every moment with the understanding of the face value that it will end in July. We're getting married in July and then we'll get to be together and it will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's all a season. I love how you're able to look back at that first year on that dating fast and already be able to see the fruit from it too. And just imagine the fruit that's going to be coming from the season of long distance engagement as well. Yeah. Come July, it's going to come so quick and you'll look back and see, you know, God willing, all the fruit that came from this season too. I will add that I'm kind of competitive. There's half of me that says, oh, I just want it to be July. I just want it to be July. And then there's another half of me that's like, well, Mindy, you're in this season right now right. and you're wishing it away. You need to do this season well, too. Exactly. <laughs> Something I'm working on. So you're navigating long distance engagement. And we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the unique challenges that come with long distance dating because it's a beast. Beautiful struggles, beautiful challenges. But first, there's also some beautiful benefits to long distance relationships. Can you talk about some of the benefits that you've seen in your relationship? Yes. As I mentioned before, I mean, 
we were both baby, baby Catholics when we split apart, which meant that any sort of, I mean, there's a lot of, of rules and social norms and, and virtues that you don't even know about when you're not Catholic. It's part of, you know, our rich faith that we have and something that I got to focus on when we separated <laughs> physically, I guess, was just the need for me to build myself up in virtue. So, you know, deepen my prayer, work on my patience, my humility. I talk all the time. I'm always like patience, humility, and obedience. These are the three things that I need to focus on in this season. And then just practicing silence. I am such an extrovert. I don't like quiet. (laughs) So, so good that sometimes I just come home at night and there's nothing to do. And half of me is like, why isn't there anything to do? Surely I should do something. And then I'm like, no, no, this is okay. Just sit in it and just be. And uh, that's something that I probably wouldn't do if I was with Octavio because we probably would be going and doing stuff together, you know? So a great benefit of of long distance has been engaging with the world around me. My love language is certainly service. I just want to serve, 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 serve all the time. So I'm exhausted and tired and I pass out and then I wake up early in the morning and I do it again. This is allowing me a period where I can actually grow and strengthen relationships around me my relationships with my coworkers, something that at one point I would say was strained is something that I really enjoy now. Nice. I enjoy going to work. I enjoy uh, working with these people who are very different from me. And then I'm also uh, a youth group leader for a church here in the diocese and it's really exciting. And so things that I probably wouldn't have done had I jumped forward into my relationship with Octavio. Yeah, that's, it's, it's been nice. Yeah, no, I remember being in spiritual direction before Joseph and I got married. We lived in different cities, went to different colleges, and my spiritual director just really encouraging me to spend time alone and to recognize how I react when I'm alone because I, I love being around people. And even though even though I'm an introvert, I'm probably a little bit more on the, the middle of the introvert-extrovert scale. And just realizing oh, yeah. that self-awareness is so beautiful and it's so necessary, especially in marriage, too. To be able to have that self-knowledge going into a marriage is so healthy. Agreed. And I'd say before Octavio, I uh, really did want for many years what Octavio and I have. And so I think that I kind of serial dated a little bit and never really was giving myself that time to grow as an individual. That a lot of women actually just have the natural gift of understanding that it's okay to be single. That wasn't something that I really had. So this period of long distance is probably that gift. God saying, I love you. Please, please take this gift. <laughs> I'm giving you a boyfriend, but then I'm also going to stick him across the country. Please work on yourself. Here's a season that you need. Please take care of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> so on the flip side of that, so there's these beautiful benefits that come with long distance dating. There is also a lot of challenges. Can you speak into a little bit about some of the struggles that you've experienced with long distance relationships and how you overcome those? First and foremost, I did not realize that I was codependent on Octavio or just relationships in general. I put a lot of my worth into that relationship. Octavio is so funny. He, you know, he, he was a much better Protestant than I was. Um, <laughs> so he'll always be like, Mindy, you're such a Martha. I need you to be a Mary. And I'm like, okay, sorry. So just like that codependency of feeling like I, I needed to be in a relationship with him or, or whatever, and not really seeing myself as an individual outside of that relationship. Because we're not married yet. So we're not, right. we're not two becomes one yet. We're still, we're still just two. Another thing that I noticed is that I'm kind of a runner. 
I would say to him a lot when we are arguing, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, that's not very healthy. You know, that's not a healthy way to handle conflict. And so that was a huge hurdle that we had to get over was me not running away from conflict, but sitting there and talking with him and going through it and being upset together. Also, just trusting that God's going to take that moment and make something make something good out of it. I remember when Joseph and I were dating and engaged. And in all honesty, this is something that I'm still working on, even in our marriage. I realized how selfish I was with a long distance relationship. It was very easy for me to compartmentalize dating and our my relationship with Joseph, but also have friends here in my hometown to not balance. All right, I am in a relationship though. I do need to take into consideration the good of Joseph, even on the days where he's not in town, even on the days where where I don't talk to him, Uh, whether that was prioritizing time or rearranging schedules, or I was in college at the time, finishing up homework at a time and being prudent with it so that I could really sit down and talk with him at the end of the day. But yeah, it's something that I'm still working through today. But I think long distance helped me recognize that a lot quicker than I would have if I was dating Joseph and we lived in the same zip code. So absolutely. Learning to develop good communication skills is difficult for anyone who dates. This isn't something that's just hard for long distance couples. But when you're in a long distance relationship, that distance forces us to be more intentional with the way that we communicate. Do you have any tips for how to foster intentional communication in a relationship? (laughs) So intentional communication is hard. I laugh because I think we both do a terrible job at this. We'll we'll be FaceTiming. And, and he'll say, you know, where are you? Because I've run off and I'm cooking dinner, you know? And, and I'm like, oh, I'm still, I'm still here. And he's like, I can't see you. <laughs> and then he'll go on pause. I mean, oh my gosh, you, you know, first world problems. Like, oh, my boyfriend paused me on FaceTime, you know? And I'll say, where are you? You're on pause. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, checking the score of the whatever game he was watching. And sometimes if we find ourselves to be too distracted, we really will just say, Hey, I know that we want to talk right now, but obviously we're we're too distracted and, and we just need to come back at a, at a time when we have less going on, kind of catch up from there. So there's a bit of detachment there where you're like, wow, I really, I really want to talk to you right now. And, and you're really busy and, and we might not talk for another 24 hours. Right. But that's still something that we do because we don't have a lot of time together. So we want that quality over quantity. You know, we want to have the good conversations. You don't want to get to a point where you're where you're just texting and saying, "Oh, I miss you. Oh, I miss you too." Right. You know, that, right. that just it just draws it out and um, disengage yourself from the world. I say the community that you're placed in. You know, when you start just looking at your phone all the time, wondering, you know, when's he going to text back or, or whatever. So sometimes you have to accept quality over quantity because it's hard balancing the community that you're placed in right now and. The fact that you're discerning a relationship or in you guys' case, discerning marriage with each other to find that balance. But I know one thing that Joseph and I benefited from was just having specific days and times set aside where that was time for the phone call. And when we got to the point when we were scheduling each other in to our calendar, all right, 6 p.m. on Thursday night, I'm going to chat with Joseph. You know, I'm putting away distractions. I'm turning off my notifications. So I'm really present in the moment. And it helps because this isn't something that is just good for a long distance. This is something that being intentional with conversation that I still use in my marriage today. And we live in the same house now. And it's just been really beautiful. <laughs> it's a life skill. <laughs> and I love how long distance really prepped us for that. Because it's easy to, to be in long distance relationships and think, like you said before, like I'm ready for this to be done. I'm just ready to, to be married, to live in the same state, to live in the same town, the same house. And there is so much beauty 
especially in terms of marriage prep that comes with long distance for sure. Oh yeah, I agree. Right now, you and Octavio aren't able to see each other on a daily basis, and that can complicate things. I remember when Joseph and I were dating, I realized that <laughs> one of my one of my character flaws is that I have a pretty bad temper. But Joseph had never seen me lose my temper. He'd never seen me fly <laughs> off the handle. He thought I was the calmest person. I, but I remember my parents asking, hey, Joseph, have you seen Chloe lose her temper yet? And he's like, no, I didn't even know she had a temper to lose. What are you talking about? Oh, no. no. <laughs> And it worried me. It really worried me because I'm just thinking, you know, if he doesn't know what I'm like when I'm angry and then realizing I every time that I gotten angry about something or thank God I'm working on being better, not losing my temper as much and working on those humility and patience virtues that I keep accidentally praying for and Jesus keeps <laughs> giving me opportunities for. <laughs> but I wasn't, I was shutting him out of my daily life because I didn't let him see that side of me because in some ways long distance allows you to be a little selective when it comes to sharing your emotions and you have to fight past that just to be able to share daily life and the ups and downs with the person that you're dating so have you gotten on the same page with octavio when it comes to like including each other in your daily lives and sharing that emotional part sometimes the not so fun parts of just every oh yeah i mean i just have a temper i i feel so bad for him he's such a trooper because i will just I will just lose it. And Chloe, I can be petty. Okay. I can be petty. I, I can hang up the phone, like hang up on you and he'll call back and he's like, Christ pursuing the church. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Dang it. I have to talk. <laughs> but as far as the same page goes, we understand that we're not going to be involved in at this time in our lives, that we're not going to be involved in every little thing that we're doing. I mean, right. we really do have two separate stories right now. Um, and you can look at that and be and be worried about it and, and think, oh, no, we have two separate stories. We're not coming together at this point in our engagement. But that's because there are still stories that are to be written right now while we, you know, are, are physically apart that, that still need to be written for, you know, in, in my case, it could be uh, my roommate. I, I live with three other girls. It, it could be a story that I need to keep writing with them. With my with my coworkers, him, you know, he's a missionary, so he's got students that he needs to be with. So we understand that our day to day lives might might not include each other. But what we do in the mornings and at night, we'll we'll say what we're going to do for that day in the morning, and then if we can find any time to talk during the day, usually it's on my way home from work, so that works well for him. And then at night, you know, he'll he'll I usually go to bed earlier because he is two hours behind. And so he'll just tell me what he did to finish up his day. And so, you know, you can, you can pray for him. And, and I know he's praying for me. Folks, missionaries have a one holy hour a day and then they have to go to mass every day. So I know he's probably lifting up 10 times the amount of prayers that I am. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, and we just understand that it, it looks messy. It's messy, but it is good and it is temporary. So that's kind of what you kind of have to keep telling yourself. I, I find myself worrying sometimes, but he is very, very positive, which, what a grace, because I wish I could be just as positive as him, that's for sure. Well, I love that, being present to be able to continue to write stories and how those red, quote-unquote red flag at first glance seem like, oh no, we're not seeing each other every day, we're not sharing daily life with each other, but in reality, it's not a red flag, it's part of long-distance relationships, especially during the engagement season, and just be, taking it as an opportunity to be present in the season of life that you're in. Oh yeah, and the devil loved to work in it. I have yeah. a roommate, and I and I love her, and I love her boyfriend very much. They have the 
the opportunity at this point to see each other every day. And on top of that, they met through working with each other, not just working in the same high school, they're both teachers, but they were both speech and debate coaches. Oh, wow. So they really get to see each other a lot. And I get to see them together a lot. And I'm sure there's there's sometimes where I'm just like, oh, I just wish that I could have that, you know, but then I'm like, nope, nope, that's not my path, Mindy. That's not my path. Right. That's not and, your story. Uh, that's theirs. So, can't, can't believe those lies. Um, another challenge that comes with long distance relationship, perhaps this is something that speaks especially to my heart because my love language is physical touch, but is the fact that because you're not seeing each other, you're also physically away from each other. So what are some things that you and Octavio have done together to thrive during that season of long distance? This is probably the, this is going to be the most ironic thing that I'll probably say this entire interview, but <laughs> um, the physical separation is honestly the best part because I struggle so much with chastity, mm. so much. And engagement, so he just saw me last weekend. And I even told him then, I said, I am so glad that we are long distance because <laughs> abstaining until marriage is very difficult. Yeah, it is. Very, very difficult. And uh, from somebody who who wasn't even a practicing Christian before she became Catholic, sexual sin has always kind of been a, a big temptation of mine, as it is, it is for a lot of people already. Yeah. So that's probably the best gift of the entire arrangement is that God literally took that giant boulder from my path and was like, let me just move this out of the way for you. (laughs) I'm not even going to let you worry about this temptation because I'm sending your boyfriend to California. (laughs) (laughs) The love languages are practiced in in different ways and and sometimes not as as, uh, well as as we like to to practice them, I think. But that is one thing that you you can't struggle with chastity when you take the temptation completely out of the way. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good way of looking at it too. <laughs> that, that one's been a recent uh, a, a revelation, I guess, because I before I was like, oh, long distance is so hard. And then I was like, wait a second, this would be very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually working out really well. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are weekends that Joseph and I would get together when he's dating or engaged where I had that exact same thought. Oh, gosh, I am so glad you are not closer because this would be a lot more challenging. (laughs) Or there was this season we graduated from college after finals week and graduation. And we had I think it was about three weeks to four weeks before we got married. And we did spend a lot of time together. And it was the longest amount of time that we'd spent physically in the same town um, since we had started dating and it was very much that reminder of okay you know this is a great season for three weeks but holy smokes i'm so glad this was not our season for the (laughs) dating relationship and the bulk of engagement because we wouldn't have done well we wouldn't have and i love how god knows us so much better than we know ourselves because long distance isn't something that i think i would have picked to have our relationship go through but at the same time i i don't mind it now that i look back on it there was a lot of grace in it that i did not recognize when i was living it oh absolutely i completely agree you are getting ready for marriage in July, which is coming up super soon. In what ways do you think long distance relationships have specifically prepared you for marriage? I, when thinking about this and, and praying about this, I realized joyfully that I have no doubt of what my identity is. I don't know if I could tell you that when I graduated college and then when he graduated college, that my identity is solely in Christ, that my worth is in him and that, and that really nothing here on earth is going to define who I am before God. And so, but that took a lot of prayer and silence, just as, as I talked about before. And 
and just and just knowing that God's going to be before all things, and that includes Octavio, even if I love him and want and want to serve him, and and that I find myself, you know, sometimes maybe putting too much energy in, into distractions in, instead of my prayer. But but in this two years that I've had away from Octavio, I've I've gotten the opportunity to know and love Christ. And I'm going to be able to take that into my marriage and I'm going to be able to take that to my, my children, you know, God willing. And that is probably something that I never would have received had I not had this season of long distance. That's so beautiful, especially in a world that I think encourages us to put our identity in the person that we're dating or the person that we're engaged to or married to. And, you know, especially with the phrase, oh, they're your other half. Like, no, that's not true either. And having that identity rooted in Christ is such a benefit, not only, to, like you said, not only to your own spiritual life, but holy smokes to your marriage. Yeah, I think that I'm a far better version of myself than I than I was when, when we were together because we've been together in long distance longer than we've been together, you know, physically in the same city. And when he comes back, I mean, we're going to be able to hit the ground running and, and we're both just thriving right now. And I mean, I guess some skeptics could say that's because you're, you know, being an independent and you're only having to work to, uh, on yourself. That's true. There is some, cal you know, calibrating that happens, recalibrating that happens when you, uh, have to come back together and realize, oh, I can't just run out the door and then hop in the car and then where are you, you know? <laughs> but overall, my identity and his identity and our confidence in who we are as people and, and as Catholics and as children of God, I mean, that has improved tenfold, uh, no, no doubt in my mind. If people are listening to this podcast episode and either discerning long distance or maybe they have never really thought about whether that would be an option for them. Do you have any advice that you would give a listener before a long distance relationship starts in her life? Yes, I, I do. And I'm laughing right now because what I'm about to say, just, if, if, if this was a year ago, I wouldn't be saying it. So I'm <laughs> laughing, but, <laughs> but if you are discerning a long distance relationship, I really would, even if it doesn't look like, look like my dating fast, you really should take a step back there naturally communication won't look the same that it does when you're in the same place. And so just understand that, that that's just going to be a new normal, at least for the time that you are long distance. And then, um, and then have set times where you talk and try to stay away from low levels of communication, like social media and texting with each other, because one, it pulls you away from your now it pulls you away from the environment and your community that you're in at this point. It, it keeps your eyes focused. And then just as you said, Chloe, you can schedule time and, and then devote all of your energy to that conversation with your significant other. And, uh, and then maybe as, as time goes on and you realize that you've kind of detached from that relationship that because there is kind of that moment of, Oh, I feel like I'm missing something. It's, you're right. It's because you're missing, you're missing your, your boyfriend or, you know, in my case, your fiance. You can fill that hole that you had with prayer and with extracurriculars, uh, and all of your sacraments, adoration, and then scheduled time to talk with one another. I think that that is really what saved Octavio and I's relationship is the fact that we can only speak to each other two hours a week and, and then now we're we're not on the dating path, so we we can talk as much or as little as we want. And and I think that we are in a healthier place now than we were before. Yeah, I think that that importance of defining that expectation too, especially like in you guys' case, going from having a relationship, living in the same area, and then going too long distance, 
it's easy to have different expectations about what communication will look like. And so even just having that conversation, okay, this is how much I think that we would talk and then comparing that to how much you think that the other person is, is wanting to communicate and just being on the same page before that long distance happens um, or that long distance relationship gets defined is super healthy too, to be able to be on the same page when it comes to expectations for sure. Agreed. And no games. I'm talking specifically about the texting game. There are no games. Um, No, I'm going to wait 10 minutes and then, and then I'll text them. Right. Cause I don't want to seem too eager. Take the temptation away. I don't, just don't text unless you absolutely have to. Um, it, it really will. It really will drain your relationship with, with your significant other. Oh yeah. 100%. And it's tempting when you're long distance, especially when there was something that would pop up during the day and, you know, I'd have a, a call scheduled with Joseph for later that week. And I wanted to process that with him right now. Like I want to talk about it right now over text because we're both at work and we need to get through this. And it never worked out actually. It always made the problem worse because I I don't know. I think texting is one of the, one of the worst ways to communicate in a relationship long distance or in the same city, regardless of what your situation is, because it's, it's just not nearly as intentional as you should be with that other person that you're discerning with. Absolutely. I think the texting is, is best when it is pragmatic, like, hey, I'm going to call you now or, right. you know, something like that. But <laughs> any sort of serious conversation should be handled over the phone if, if you can't speak face to face. Amen. Yes. I, the early stages of that long distance relationship with Joseph would have greatly benefited from hearing that. So I'm just kicking myself for <laughs> those first couple of months were rough. But yeah, 100%. I 100% agree with you. How do you live out the feminine genius? As specifically as a woman living out her vocation or discerning her vocation in a long distance relationship? Like how does your life look uniquely as a Catholic woman in this season? When I think when I think about that, I, I think about Mary with Gabe. Good old Gabriel. Uh, <laughs> be it done unto me according to thy word. I mean, this is unfortunately my fiat right now. This is be it done unto me according to thy word, because I would never have chosen this this season at all. But, but the Lord is faithful and, and he knows where, where you need to go. And, and, and I am now in a place where I have time to strengthen friendships and strengthen, uh, you know, work relationships with coworkers and, and getting to talk about my faith and share my joy with, with people that I, I might not have been able to before. And, and as I move into, into marriage, I'm going to be able to take the, silence and the in the prayer and the revelations that I've had about myself and my identity and I'm going to take that and I'm going to be able to use that and really truly serve Octavio um in our marriage and then be able to turn that and and hopefully one day you know give that joy and that obedience and that humility and and that patience to my family wherever wherever it may take us I think that the obedience, the, the the grace that God gave me to obey him, because I, I really don't know if I could have done it on my own. Uh, it's allowed me to see a, a growth in myself that that I probably couldn't have seen had I just been stuck in my, my normal. And, and also, on top of all of that, I have this peace that I'm going to be able to take with me, and, and things will get crazy, but to know that I am living in probably a very stressful time in my life, but to still know that I have peace under all of it is, is something that is can only be answered by that, that God is here and present in, in my season. Thank you.
you so much for sharing your story. Know of our prayers for you and Octavio during the season of engagement for your future marriage. It's so beautiful and we're praying for you come July too. Thanks for sharing your lunch hour with us and for coming on yeah. the show. <laughs> Absolutely. This was, this was a blast. I'm just so, so grateful for all the different personalities you bring on here and and we are all learning and, and growing so much because of Letters to Women. Oh, thank Thanks for listening to the show. Head over to oldfashionedgirlblog.com and check out the show notes for this week's episode, which includes several articles with tips about thriving in your long distance relationship. And that's all I have for this week. So until we chat again next, be not afraid.